Back with another Raps rant. All things Raptors, all things NBA, hosted by myself, Phil Marion, and Blair Johnson. And Megan Smith is back. Hello. OG, OG. That's the only thing I can get excited about. This is going to be a very muted <laughs> podcast. Nice to be back. Somebody had to come on to keep it positive a little bit. We'll try. <laughs> well, I think right, this, well, you know the the the, re- the rant of the raps might come out tonight, right? So we've got a, I mean, we've actually now kind of I'm just kind of sad. Yeah, it's rap sad. You know, it's tonight. sad. It's very sad. There was a you bit know, of a hangover today. I agree. I agree. We're we're we're, we're I think we're going to talk about why we're down. I don't want to. I'm not. We're not there yet, guys. You know, two one is fine. We come back two one, and we we owe that to them. I think it's just you're right. It's more of a sadness because it shouldn't happen. That's all. It like shouldn't have happened. I'm sure they'd be the first ones to tell us they've been here before. I mean, obviously, there's a glaring absence. We're gonna. But- I'm gonna get into why that. You know, we've been here before is completely different. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, we'll, saying, get, we'll get into it. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Today's different than yesterday, Phil. So that's fine. Oh, I, am I battling two positive people today? <laughs> not positive. I just, I mean, again, I think that there's just, this is a difference. Like we're not losers anymore. We're champions. It's okay if you don't win back to back. We want to win back to back, but I'm not going to be like mean to them. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm disappointed in certain things that happened that shouldn't have happened. And, uh, and we'll we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that for sure. All right. So let me I'm gonna go through the box score quickly. Uh final score 102.99. Uh Boston, you know, quarter by quarter, we were even after the first 28 all. They outscored us 22 20 in the second. Third quarter, we outscored them 30 to 20, followed by a fourth quarter of them outscoring us 32 to 21. High score of the game, Jason Tatum. 14 of 14 from the line for 34 points. Uh, we'll get, I mean, I'll, I'll highlight again some of the Raptors here. I, I don't know who to give player of the game. I guess I'm going to give it to Serge again because the only one that was over 50%. Oh, no, OG. Or, no, sorry. Sorry. OG. I'm going to give it to OG. You're OG right. was good. Yeah. I'll give it to OG. He had a playoff career high of 20 points. He was four or six from three, seven to 12 from the field. He had seven boards, two offensive, a steal, uh, only one turnover, and he was a plus six. Player of the game. Yeah. Uh, the Raptors just weren't the team of the game, unfortunately. Once well, again. Well, I disagree with that. The Raptors were the better team, and they made some really silly mistakes. And, and uh, you know, it took, it, took, it took some Mar- Marcus, you know, it took, some, it took five straight threes. You know, with, and, and on incredible defense, by the way, there was no lapses in defense on those plays. But then also, and I, I'm not saying that they beat us on those. And that's what's sad about the game is that despite those, we still should have won. And there were just plays like, and the, I think the epitome or the, the, you know, what we come back to is that just that pass from Kyle Lowry right through the legs of Fred Van Vliet, just sloppy, you know, sloppy preseason basketball mistakes you know, with two minutes left in the basketball game. And and that's, we can blame it on the bubble. We can blame it on this. We can blame it on that. The reality is, is that it was just, it was just unacceptable and, uh, and not, <laughs> first, and, first and, 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 not and not championship basketball. And, you know, when you don't win the championship, you look to like this, that's the thing is this is a championship team. We have no question about that anymore. 
the championship team this year, their championship team last year. I honestly believe that, especially if, if Miami comes through tonight and, and wins that basketball game. Um, and so there's no excuses on that perspective of it, but that's not championship basketball. And they did that multiple times. We can, we can, we will talk, I'm sure tonight about the timeout, the lack of timeout on Fred Van Vliet, but there was just sloppiness. That's that just, it's just not okay. And that's what, I, that's where the sadness comes from. I'd love to hear. Well, from you. Well, I, from think, I think too, like no matter how you slice the game yesterday, it hurt. And the Raptors certainly bounced back. Like I thought, they guarded the Celtics. They showed that they can guard this team. They did for three quarters. And they had an eight-point lead into the fourth. Um, you know, it took Marcus, I think, smart getting, what, a quick four-point play to actually get them going. And then, you know, getting... Well, he had five threes in my, a row, which was insane. Well, and making five straight threes in one quarter by Marcus Smart, of all people, like, that is not something that happens a whole lot. That was... Very impressive. And, you know, then it was just sort of a comedy of errors. Pascal stepped out of bounds. Van Fleet. Another one again. Yeah. So just sloppy, sloppy. Yeah. And Van Fleet hurled that one and at the final buzzer. And I do think, like you said, Blair, they are champions. They're capable of winning it all this year um, as well as last. And the championship experience, especially mentally and emotionally, means something. So going, being down two and going into a game three, I do think they have that inner toughness to be able to deal with it and come out on top. But they just need to respond. And, you know, they've been sucker punched and we'll see what comes. Well, I'm going dis- to disagree on for both you. <laughs> shocking. For all, all of your points. Just to the standpoint, I, I've been consistent with I believe this team could make the finals. I've never believed that this team is a championship team. Um, and you I also believe that now, though, Phil, looking at what the other teams have done, they're not scared. Well, not they're not scared, scared, but they don't. Uh, I mean, I was making trying to make the point last night um, is that you know, deep down, what's the biggest fear that we have about this team is that when it comes down to crunch time, half court offense, that they're not going to have it and they don't. And I'm not, it's okay. Um, They have to beat them defensively and they just don't have that firepower. Well, I, I think that the effort is there. And I think one noticeable thing from this year's team and other years teams is that they don't hang their heads. Like they played solid defense that entire game. Just they, the Celtics went off in the fourth and the Raptors couldn't buy a bucket. There is a lid on that basket. There has been for the past two games. They need to figure it out. But I I don't know. I totally disagree with what you're saying. Well, well Phil, it, but no, Phil, but I think we need, you know, you're talking in, in this strange generality here about we don't have a crunch time player to win, you know, win the game or, or whatnot. Last night, you, we both talked about this earlier that we think that the team – that the Raptors or Celtics are the, the team that's going to go to the finals. And regardless of whether we have the, 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 the go-to player or not, that's not why we lost last night. It's not why we lost. We lost because. I think so. They were, no, they were I, I think we, in the I, fourth quarter. No one stepped up to score. I disagree. I think, I don't think that we didn't step up to score. I think we lost. We, again, it's a game of, we lost on two possessions on the most critical times. And Siakam stepped out of bounds, which is not a which is a sloppy basketball play. And Van Vliet and, and and Lowry threw it through Van Vliet's legs. And there was just a couple of plays that 
were not about um, having a star or not. They were about, you know, high school basketball execution. And that to me is what, why I'm sad about last night, because I don't think we got beat. I think we beat ourselves. I agree. hundred percent. And again, I think regard, so we win last night in a game where we don't have the go-to guy, our defense, we kept the wood. They score 102 last night. Yeah, it was 102. We haven't even broken 100 either game. Agreed. I mean, our offense, we knew that wasn't going to be where we were strong. And a lot of times in the, in the playoffs last year, we weren't strong on offense either. And, and, and that's what I mean is like, yeah, we, and we had Kawhi Leonard, but, but, that, but that's, but that's okay though. Like, so, but that, but that's, that's, you don't have, we don't have, we have to get over the fact that we don't, we could have won last night and we probably, and we should have won last night just and without Kyle, Kawhi Leonard. And again, what I'm trying to get to is you and I both agreed that regardless of Kawhi or not, that we believe that Boston and Toronto are the team to beat in the East. And then you can look over at the West and I'm not scared of the Clippers. I mean, maybe they do beat us, but they don't scare me more than Boston does. And so despite of that, we still all agree, or we did agree at least 20 minutes ago, that we still believed even after last night's game, that Toronto and Boston are still the two teams to go through. Yeah, I, I think the I totally agree with Blair. I think they beat themselves. They just aren't taking their chances. Like, what did they shoot? Eleven for forty last night from three point. Well, that's right? the Raptors guys. Yeah, that's back to back game. Hold on, and you. then yeah. hold on, and then a ten for forty performance on Monday. Like, obviously the credit goes to the Celtics. They're pressuring the Raptors well, and they're staying locked on on defense the entire time. But there are plenty of open looks, and the Raptors just aren't hitting them. So, you know, I think it was, what, three for 20 um, from deep. And for Lowry and Van Fleet, those are eventually going to fall. Uh, you know, I, just- I don't know that they're eventually going to fall, but but I agree. But, again, despite all of that, guys, we lost by four points. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, lo- we're lucky we only lost by that. Um, we're not lucky. So we're one not of lucky. ten. One of ten from three for, on the in the fourth quarter. Phil, they relaxed. Good. They were up twelve. Control the game. They shouldn't have even been up eight. They should have been up twelve going into the fourth. But they relaxed. Surge started taking long range two point jumpers. They didn't fall. They didn't keep the foot on the pedal. They played not to lose. And then they go into the fourth. Marcus Smart hits two threes in a row. I think they called a timeout. I can't remember now. I was just too agitated, and I'm trying to block it out of my memory. But at the same time, like you watch this guy hit five threes and more. Okay, anomaly. But still, they had they go up. What did Boston go up in the fourth? Twelve. Okay, but I think this this one like forty second span or twenty second plan or span is what dictated the final result for me. Like they were down three with what 40 seconds left and then nurse called for a ball screen so that Siakam could attack smart who's a smaller defender which he shouldn't do but that's that's a total trap they tried it twice in those last 40 seconds and it just Siakam needs to drive downhill and use his quickness because that just didn't work and I thought Siakam is rushing the ball near the like near the basket when he when he turns around he's just tossing it up at the rim it's he's his confidence level and 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 in holding the basketball is is certainly lacking right now. And yeah, I just thought that I thought that that last minute falls on Nurse. Like I think a lot of that game falls on Nurse, frankly. Yeah. Guys, I I disagree. I came into this talk. I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the opposite because Phil Phil and I at the half checked in. And he goes, "Well, you know, it's that old, you know, the old." 
it's a it's a struggle for us and it's not a struggle for them. I turn the third quarter on and all of a sudden the adjustments been made and our offense is coming easy left, right, and center. And in the fourth quarter, none of that changed, guys. I thought we had good looks all game. And and I thought we made great adjustments to the inside out basketball, getting it in, quick kickouts for threes, the slashing inside. I thought that the the adjustment but was spectacular. That's, the that's fine. The players was not spectacular. That's fine. But at the same time, like just hearing what Megan said, like you're trying to ISO Siakam against Smart, that's not a good decision. Smart is an excellent defender. So you're you're setting Pascal up to fail in that scenario because he's very, very quick. He's aggressive. He's physical. Siakam's not going to blow by him. If you want to get a, sm- a, a switch, put him on someone that's slower. Put, right? him, on, put him on Kemba Walker. It's yeah, that's still tough. If you can do it, absolutely. I mean, yeah. just they well, he did have enough he, he got He got Kemba on him a couple of times. And to be quite honest with you, again, I thought he – you know, he, he there was times where he was still he was still he blew by Kemba once. There were, Kemba did get a foul call against him, but he still threw the ball up at the rim without even looking at it. It's like, come on, slow down, pause, pump fake, get that, get the you know. It just he's rushing everything right now, and it's hurting the team because it's not they're not afraid of that dimension of the of, of basketball, and that's that's creating a bit you know a big issue. And I think. Again, we can come back to 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 a number of the play. I look at Van Vliet and Lowry and those guys, and they need to be better. There's no question oh, about it. It's the it's those three. I think it's, it's Gasol. I think it's Gasol who's really hurting us the most, right? Now. Yes and no. I mean, he's not supposed to be the guy that scores. When you have your top three guys shooting the way that they're they're shooting, it's impossible to win this series. This is not going to happen. Uh, Van Vliet is five of twenty three from three in two games. Lowry, I think, is one of twelve. Um, he's made one. Like, like, you know, so I agree. I agree. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let those guys off the hook. But they got. It's not enough. They just got to step up. I mean, game three is very winnable, and I expect them to come out with a a fire like we've never seen. It's going to be even more than game two. But at the same time, a fire doesn't make shots. So, like defensively, I assume they're going to be spectacular. Uh, but you know what? Boston's proving that their defense is just as good as ours. You have to they, think your pride will kick in at this point. Well, and, and, oh, it has to. I mean, like, okay, but back to Marcus All. When did he foul out? Was it the fourth? Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, it was okay. like, there was a decent amount of time left. Um, yeah. So I think we all know, obviously, the scoring is not there for him in this series, but I felt like he was doing enough on defense to make up for it. His well, defense and offense, too. He he created a lot. The high post. He yeah. yeah he creates a lot here, of here's, where, here's where I have a problem with Gasol, is that Gasol is, is our one exploitable matchup because he's bigger and stronger than anyone they have on their basketball team. And they're and they've they've clearly shown that they're not willing to even attempt to cover him outside of even the foul line. To be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. so the fact that we're not able to exploit that because he can't hit shots, that he's so passive on backing people down these days, that he that that's where I'm having my problem is because we if he was the Marcus All of old, this series is a four game sweep. They have no answer to his size. But he will. He refuses to take advantage of who he used to be, at least. And so that's where that's that's the problem is because we don't have it. You can we can talk about Lowry and Van Vliet not making shots, but the reality is is that they're being covered by guys that are six foot five, 
And that's I just don't think advantage. you're. I don't think you're magically going to have Marcus All step up to win this series. I agree. No, but so William I'm fine with him being. Oh. I'm fine with him being exactly the same as he is. But I thought his hustle, his energy—that's what got us back, or like you know, got out to our lead in the what third quarter. Yeah, and they played listen, really after game one. I was like, start Serge Ibaka. I'm out on the salt. But after, <laughs> I agree with you on that. After yesterday, I think that does make the case for him to start. But well, you know. but listen, Phil. I mean, I think and and Megan. I think you guys both need to you know, let's let's understand let's understand a couple of, of simple concepts here one is um no no seriously right like that it's sometimes people have special times in their careers like you know you know you're not always someone might have an amazing playoff series like norman powell against the Bucks, oh, sorry, and he, doesn't, the he doesn't have him oh and yeah by cool. the way the heat actually won a regulation the won. so they hit a shot at the buzzer wow okay so anyways but phil, phil coming back to it phil phil talking about I'm exactly happy with Marcus All. Okay. If Marcus All hits an early three and then he takes a sec, you're telling me if Marcus All hit four threes in a game, because he's wide open every time, and he's a three point shooting basketball player, and he does that two games in the series, maybe three, we win the series. Well, but if, he, if he's exactly who you want him to be right now, we lose this basketball he's series. He's not the he's I, I don't if the game was winnable based on our top guys scoring, if Marcus Saul scores four points a game the rest of the series and our top three guys step up, we can win the series. It's not about Gasol, it's about Siakam, Van Vliet, and Lowry. Case closed. But, Phil, that's but that's not true because the, the reality is is you're looking for exploitable matchups. So no. Norman Powell against the Milwaukee Bucks is phenomenal. Norman Powell against the 76ers is an invisible basketball player. In this series, Gasol has an exploitable advantage that we are not in any way, shape, or form taking advantage of. So we either can play to our weaknesses, which is six foot five guards covering Kyle Lowry and Van Vliet, and no one covering Gasol, or we can say if Gasol doesn't step up for one more series in his career, we're out on the streets. And that's what I'm trying to get to is that you need to, you need to be able to take people and exploit those matchups. And the difference is what I'm talking about here is that we know that Gasol can hit a three. We know that he's struggling. They're all like everybody. We know that he can back people down. We know that he can do that. This isn't, I'm not taking someone who's never hit a three or never played offense and asking to play offense. I'm asking him to rise to the occasion one more time in his career because he is the most exploitable person in this matchup that we have right. on, an, on an obvious ad advantage I based on his current capabilities. That's what I'm frustrated about is that I'm asking him to do something more than what he's done the whole season and maybe more than he did in the playoffs last year. But we need him. Because I don't believe that it's like the Reggie Miller thing last year, a couple in Game Five against Milwaukee, saying you know at some point Gasol's got to hit a three. That's the key point. A three, just hit one or two. That's, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I'm not leaning. I'd rather have Gasol be a facilitator. What about using his size to collapse the pocket so that he gets guys open on the thing? They're not even utilizing him. You, there's he a did in the third quarter. He was excellent. High post. He was spectacular. Yeah, he was. I thought he was the reason we. That's, a, I, that's my lead. view. Is that we know what we're getting from him in the high post, but when you, you we know that Phil, when we watched the third quarter, we both said spectacular offense. What happened? They would pass it in quickly to the inside, a quick back down into the post, kick it back out. Yeah, wide open threes. Well, 
I didn't see Gasol doing any of those. It was Ibaka. It was Van. It was a. Uh, it was OG. It was it was uh, Siakam. But the one guy who's the best at doing that on our team is Gasol. I I don't know. I'm just gonna have to agree to disagree with you on this one. <laughs> I just it rests on your best players to win you the series, and the, the other guys just have to step up. It's not. No, I just disagree with that. I mean, Robert Ory, like you know, there it's all Robert Ory would hit game shots. That's it. The Robert Ory wasn't. They didn't. Per, they didn't try and feed. I love it. Do you think their Do you think their game plan before any of those games were like, okay, guys? Robert Ory is going to get 15 to 20 shots. We got to exploit this matchup. No, it's like, how do we get Shaq and Kobe or yeah. Duncan and, and, and Duncan whoever, Kobe whatever and team he was on with Rockets? Let's give it to Elijah Want. You know, it's like no one's making a game plan for him. And the people who win the game, like tonight, so the Jimmy Butler is their best player at 13 points, but Jay Crowder had 16, Adebayo had 15, Drogage had 23, Tyler Hero had 17. That's why they win because they get step ups from guys that you don't necessarily expect to step up. Sure, and it's, it's a, a certain game it happens, game. but ultimately, let's talk about that. Let's. I, so their bench for me is one of the most glaring um, issues right now, especially Norm Powell. I don't know if you guys remember, but last year, Game Three, he essentially won that game for us. He was one of what. I think he was one of three scorers behind Lowry and Kawhi, or maybe it was Kawhi and Pascal um, that were our top scorers. And he was excellent. And then after that, we know Freddie Jr. was born and sort of the rest is history. But our biggest, Phil, you mentioned it, our biggest problem is our half-court offense. And because the Celtics have those super long arms, our smaller guards are struggling a lot. But this is where Powell could really help us out because he can elevate more than any other player. So technically, he should be able to create his own shot more than any other player on our team. And he's not. He's been... What, but he literally did nothing last game. And so far, one of five five shooting for I agree, he's disappointing as well, like the rest of the team. Five for 17 the whole series so far with one assist. Like, step up, man. That's not enough. I, I, I think, again, if you look at the last, like, if you look at the game. Norman Powell is the reason we lost. You've got OG at plus six, Marcus Saul plus seven. You, Siakam minus two. Finally, oh, it's, it's, the, it's this fact: our starter should be a higher plus, not the fact that those guys. We lost the game. But who, so, of, our, so our starters were a plus. Lowry was plus nine. They, they should have been more. They should have been a bigger plus. It's the Phil, I don't agree. I think our ben, bench is a bigger issue than our starters. But Phil, our, but guy, Phil, our but guys, Phil, our starters Phil, shot Phil, one of ten from three in Phil the fourth. Boston, they threw Phil, it, threw away the game. Phil no, Boston's. But, Boston's starting lineup was a minus versus our starting lineup. We we beat our starting lineups better than theirs were. Right. Plus, one, you- five, plus one, plus five, plus one, plus one, minus three. That's what uh, they were. Yeah, we're, Jason, we're- Jason Tatum was a plus five. Tice plus one. Smart plus one. Jalen yeah. Brown plus one. Only minus was OG, a plus, OG plus six. Marcus All plus seven. Lowry plus nine. Yeah. Well, I get it. starters beat their starters. With Guys, with Gordon Hayward out, our our bench should have been our biggest advantage. Right now, they're not. They're Serge was a minus ten. Powell was a minus twelve. Boucher was a minus nine. Remember, yeah. Phil, you're like, oh, Boucher they're not on. They're not on the court for long enough, man. Like the only thing is, the only people that are relevant in that are Ibaka and Powell. Ibaka played a good game, and he was a minus ten. 
They're so not he's on the floor for worst time. Because they're borderline unplayable. Right. Yeah, like you have nine minutes and six minutes from Terrence Davis. Big deal. No, and no, even I mean, like the Boston all, all thing is our starters got the job done. We were plus versus their starters. Their, also, their, their bench, their bench, their lowest bench player was a minus three. We're we're, we're plus utilizing four. the plus minus a bit, or or we're fact or focusing on the plus minus too much right now because at the end of the day, the starters lost us the game of the fourth. Okay, but that's what he happened. Played, he played Lowry, Van Fleet, and Siakam all over 40 minutes last night. That is completely unsustainable. I do think they need to ride it out with Powell. But, like, what did Chris Boucher did? In nine minutes, he didn't really impact anything with his length and energy. With the, and his no, energy. I don't expect him to play anymore. Okay, Terrence Davis was just, you know, reverted right back to rookie ball. Three quick flat fouls in one Which quarter. is not surprising. No, but this is not sustainable with these guys playing over 40 minutes. Our bench needs to uh, step up for us. I think win. they should, um, you know, if you're struggling, let, okay, let, let's, we've, we've discussed the game. Let's get into the predictions for game three and what we think needs to happen. Um, um, Seattle needs to run more pick and roll. I wish I could scream that from the rooftops. They are not doing enough of it. That needs to happen. Well, personally here, so the Raptors actually just one, one, actually I'll go right back quickly to one thing that was glaring. So, when the Raptors offense was rolling, I mean, for the game, they had 25 assists, whereas Boston only had 18. So they're utilizing more ISO. Players. We were the better team in game two. Uh, and just we'll stand by that a million times. We looked sure. like a better basketball. Yeah, team. we were. We threw it away. Absolutely. So uh, Boston's going to continue to do that. I don't expect them to ever be an exceptional amount of assists. Uh, they game one may have, may have been just because they scored so many points. Like they just blew us out of the house, but Game three is going to be the same for Boston. They're going to have incredible defensive intensity, and they're going to rely on Tatum, Brown, and Walker to create shots. That's it. That's what's going to happen. So I do think that we're going to have to lean more on the starters in game three. You might see Pascal, like all those guys, like Van Vliet, Lowry, and Pascal are guaranteed over 40 minutes. Um, I would like to see Gasol get some or be effective and have more minutes. Blair, is he an X factor or is he a, have a chance to be an X factor in the game? Absolutely. Exactly. We need OG, him. We need him to be. But at the same time, if Gasol's not, I mean, we've got to lean on Siakam, Lowry, and Van Vliet. And I'm really looking at Lowry. I think he's the toughest minded out of anyone in the group. So I expect him to have a big game. But but Phil, let me before I'm sorry to interrupt you, but let me just say yeah, sure, one bro. thing just while you're going on, you know, you're you're doing your summary here. So remember last year, the same I used to kind of come back to the same thing, and the same thing even when we talked about going coming into the series and a couple of the X factors I talked about, which was there's a couple important things that we always see game in and game out. One is that unlike what we're asking of Lowry and Van Vliet and some of these other players, the one thing we know for sure is that Gasol will be wide open without any effort or any offense or any game plan whatsoever. And that's what makes him such an X factor is that there's no effort he in getting open. Absolutely needs to hit an early three. He had a chance in game two in the first quarter. He had a couple, he had one look that was just wide open. I think he had two, two looks and it, if he had hit them, we would have probably been up in the first quarter. It's just like he's got to hit at least a couple. 
But Phil, if he goes, if he shoots 30% from three, right? Like, let's just say that, right? He's, yeah, he's better than zero. It'd be spectacular. <laughs> no, but I mean, let's just think about this for a sec. If he took 23s and he shot 30% from three, because he's going to be, there's going to be uncontested three every time he wants it to be, every single time. So if he shot 30% from three 20 times, I know it's not going to happen, but I'm just throwing it out there. Would that be a positive thing for us? Because we know he's a 30, he can, he's going to hit 30%. Well, I mean, yeah, anything better than the last two games. But does it, is that even a good enough percentage to make it worthwhile to shoot 23s? No. 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 So that's Boston, what I, mean. I don't know Boston was happening. shooting poorly until Marcus Smart's barrage of, uh, of, of threes. And they essentially shot over 40 for the game, I believe, because of that. Well, Kemba Walker also caught fire too. Yeah. And so they shot extremely well from three in the fourth. And I also like to see them play more zone defense, quite honestly. I thought I it worked like, for them last night. It's a bit actually, of a gamble, but... Can we actually discuss briefly why Nick Nurse didn't call a timeout? Was that really focused on... I seem like a lot of people aren't talking about it. Yeah, I... Why I didn't he call it? I just don't get it. I, just trust I thought it they didn't... There. I thought they didn't have one. Yeah, but still, there was like enough time. Fred goes over sure half. had one? He didn't have... Apparently they did. I thought it was just a foul to give, but apparently there was a timeout. Yeah. And it has not been talked about at all. Yeah. Like you look at the scenario of tonight with with Miami Milwaukee, there was clearly timeouts taken with seven seconds left, and there was over seven seconds left when the Raptors got the ball down three. No, 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 no. There was not. There was like three seconds left when he before three and four seconds left when he brought the ball up. No. Yes, it was. It was four seconds left. He ran. He got the rebound. He ran it over and chucked it up. It wasn't long. Uh, it wasn't did long. Guys, um, did you read all this stuff about Pascal was getting absolutely skewered today? Well, he should. Yeah, but I, I feel I bad. bad. This is like I don't. This has become a referendum on his ability, and I so like listen. I think it's grossly unfair to have a player like. Kawhi, who's easily a top three player in the world, leave and then all of a sudden say, okay, Pascal, take up or, you know, continue where Kawhi left off. That is insanely unfair because Pascal is a developing player and Kawhi is a bona fide superstar. It, it's so, not unfair, yeah, Megan. It's, it's completely unfair. Fair. We, we, we won a championship and we, 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 everyone loves, just like we love DeRozan. We just have to make a decision whether he's capable of winning the championship for us as the number one option. Well, listen, obviously, I knew this. It, it, my view of Pascal's contract was that it's going to be rough at the beginning. He's definitely overpaid right now, and you're exactly right, Megan. It's there's a point there that he is developing, and he's been put. He's got an enormous amount of pressure put on his shoulders at a time where he's now the guy who's going to be taking a, a lot more shots. And a lot less open shots and double teams. So the the only thing I'll say is that he showed he's got the talent and capability to be an all-star. He was a starter. And he had excellent numbers and stats. And he started to slide since January. He has been a poor performer, highly inefficient, and just seems to be rushing. And it is, I do believe, he is pressing himself because he is a... He works extremely hard, and he wants to be. He that guy's got goals. Don't think that he doesn't want to be an MVP in this league because he does. 
And his he wants to go. and development is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's incredible. He's playing so, basketball at 16 years old. Like, uh, like unfortunately, though, yeah. for him, you sign a max deal, Yeah, that's what comes. I agree. Comes with the territory. And I'm not going to feel bad for criticizing him. He's a great human being. I love him. I'd love to see him in the street and shake his hand and be like, I'm such a fan. But you stink right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's unacceptable. That's what it is. Well, and again, I think this is what's so this is why, you know, we 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 lost a game last night we should have won. Now, listen, in fairness, we might get blown out the rest of the series. We got crushed in game one. It was an embarrassment to, to humanity. So look how bad like in spite of that's what that's how great of a basketball team we are. In spite of Lowry going one of Oh, we Fred, the Fred fact that we were three, yeah, and we we should have still won the basketball game. It's crazy how how good of a team we are to be able to say those things. And and I think you know uh, you know I want more for them. I'm disappointed in some of the the, the things. I'm going to be okay if they lose. I don't want to lose, but I will be really. We better little, not get swept. Well, I'll be a little bit broken up. If we lose a close series, game two will haunt me because I've in in all the listen. This is the weird part, and I know this is an extreme statement, but in all the years that I've watched the Raptors, almost every game we've lost in the playoffs, we deserve to lose. And last night was one of the few games that I've watched that we just threw in the garbage. Like in years past, when we get swept, we just got crushed. Like it wasn't even near in the ball game. Like yeah. last night was the first, like one of the first games where I've watched them, and like this is just like. Like, like Megan and I in a two-on-two tournament wouldn't have some of these. <laughs> That's not, it wasn't a talent thing. It was an execution thing. And I think I've very rarely seen that before. We've either been – the other teams either been better than us and blew us out of the, out of the, 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 the stadium – but last night was so disappointing because if that's what ends our run as champions, if we end up going six or seven games and we lost game two because of that, and then we'll walk. Well, I mean, I put it, I mean, the nurse did, there was a timeout. And even if it's four seconds, that's a lot of time. I agree. The, running a play, you can get a foul. Again, you know, you, you run screens. You look do what this. Happened. Like, look, Middleton got it. Middleton got a foul call. Like anything could happen. You don't like that was just, I didn't think they had a timeout based on how they reacted. But the fact that they had a timeout is. That's here. That that's my main. You know, I've been going on about things that are unacceptable, but that that is extremely unacceptable. But Phil, I've seen your like coach the, of the, the year. You don't have a game plan. Like you knew like, coming down. If you have a timeout and there's a missed shot, you're going to take one. What was he thinking? But lots of times, like the, the Tracy McGrady, thirteen and thirty-five. No, this is nothing on the court. No, he runs down no. the court the last play of the game and hits the three. There is no excuse to that. Zero. You talk about Zero. the. the the double bang from Curry against OKC in overtime. They've got a timeout. No. He, he literally says they've got a timeout, and he pulls up from half court to hit the game-winning three-pointer. Which, Blair, you like to use the analogy, which I won't use because it's it's too explicit for this, uh, but ultimately that was not a good decision by Curry there either. He just happened True. to make the shot. True. That's one True. of those times when you see someone shoot that shouldn't shoot it. You're like, no, 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 no. Every shot's a good shot that goes in. The reality the is Phil, was still Van bad. Had a, Phil Van Vliet had an unguarded look. He pulled up too no, early. He didn't. It was he was guarded the entire time. He was guarded. Was I don't no know what you saw. There was I just no it's hand. unacceptable. Phil, there was no hand in his face. Yes, there, was, there was. No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. Van Vliet isn't that he he bricked it off the side of the rim, not even close. As soon as it left his hand, pull up the clip was, and look. It didn't say it was guarded. 
It was so definitely guarded with a hand in the face. Anyways, we'll have to move on. We'll have to move on. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't t- talk about it anymore. It's enough. <laughs> I'm just letting you two do your thing. Enough. Anyways. Okay. I just, you know what, so, guys? I, we didn't account for freaking Marcus Smart becoming Steph Curry in the fourth. The Raptors had an, what, 83? I think it was something like 83% chance of winning going into the fourth. It was just, it was a collapse. It was a shitty game. Move on. Yeah. yeah, we got game three. We got to chip away one game at a time. Well, they, I mean, hey, for for the sake of my just, uh, I just, it's Boston. I, if we get swept by them, I'm never, I'm not going to be able to watch a U.S. feed or look at any type of social media for the next probably year and a half. I won't. It, it won't even make me happy them because they're not. It, it won't even make me happy them losing in the next round. I just, I just don't want to be the enabler of Boston winning any sport ever anymore. I'm so sick. I'm so happy that the the, the the first of all, let's be honest here. Tom Brady's gone from the Patriots. Um, the Red Sox are in last place, and and Bruins just got smashed. And so please, got, we got please. lots of stuff to go on. The problem is Boston always has one team. That just wins, and so you don't give it. You don't care about the rest of the team. So I know. I just want them to get hammered. I'd love to be the one to do it, so we can stick it to them, and then I can just tell everyone who cheered for the Patriots that they're bandwagon idiots, and that they're never going to see another well, champion. Here, here, let's get in. Okay, so let's actually get into a game three scenario. So my thought here, I'm going to come out again and say I think the Raps are going to win. I don't feel very confident about saying that. Uh, but but I do think they will. Just from this, like, I I do think it's a problem that Boston creates for Toronto. It's been too many games and that they have shot poorly. So Boston's got something on Toronto for their defensive efforts. They're playing really well. So I'm still going to say I cannot believe the Raptors are going to have another game like that from three. I three in a row. I just I can't see it. Yeah. Actually, it would be four in a row at this point. Because of how bad they were in the the seeding round, so that's three games in a row that they've just been god awful from three. I can't see that happening. Yeah, like someone if, is stepping up. If this was based, so the only thing, if this was based on game two, then I say the Raptors win, no question. And I actually have a lot of confidence in it because we were so bad and still, and they weren't that bad, and we were really bad, and we still should have won the game. Game one is what skews me, um, and it, and it's not yeah, even. Let's not even mention game one. It just sucked. But I think that's the the thing is is like it's hard in the playoffs to lose by thirty points and just get manhandled like that with no crowd noise, no nothing. That just shows your mono a mono, head to head, neutralized. You know, game on game, and it made me feel really uncomfortable. Now, I was again. I think that's why I don't want to say anything about Nick Nurse because I think the whole difference between game one and two was was a coaching matchup different differentiation and so i think he did he masterfully did that because i thought when i was watching that we just looked like we were in control whether we were making shots or missing we still looked like the better basketball team to the to the eyeball test and that was important to me and i know that was a matchup thing so well i this is what i expect out of game three is that this is obviously like a nba finals game seven Correct. I don't. I I think you're only going to see seven players play. I'll be surprised if they go past Norman and Ibaka. Uh, if they do, it's going to be like end of quarter scenarios where guys are going to get like one or two minutes. Uh, the only thing that I would say is that if the Raptors are struggling from three, it's sometimes nice to see a shot go through. Put Matt Thomas out there for one minute. 
and run a play for him. Maybe he'll hit one and people inspire people to shoot. That that happens. Sometimes shooting is contagious. There's no doubt so, our bench needs to be a hell of a lot more efficient. I don't I think this is the game for the starters again and you got to have you're going to literally you're going to see Lowry come out in the first quarter just firing. We know firing. that. And listen, if they have to go, if they have to huck up 63s to win this game, go for it. If that means that it'll get you at some point catch a streak like Marcus Morris, I don't care. Just shoot better, please, for the love of God. The other and thing I think you're see, Phil, which I know it didn't wasn't the reason we lost, but I think it is an important part of the series, is that uh, in the first half, zero free throws. and And I think that's, Yes, let's talk about the refs. No, I don't want to talk about the refs so much. I I don't, not the unfairness of the refs. I think, you know, the game was fair at the end of the day. That technical, as much as as it is fair, Nick Nurse as the entire Raptors team. Yeah, well, listen, as much as it ended up being fair, there's still parts of confidence building early in the games. And I thought early in the game, again, in the first half, Phil. We, we didn't feel comfortable because they didn't look comfortable. And I think the refs really dictated a lot of that. I don't think you're going to see that. I think I, my, you're just asking me about my predictions. I'm not asking about ref fairness. I think that you're going to see in the next game, the Raptors come out and, and, and make it a point for the ref to have the ref to do something. The game yeah, down and point. on their side. As far as it's not about who ends at the end of the game. It's about, it's about slowing Boston's three point shooting down getting in their heads a bit, getting a couple of their players in foul trouble. So the thinking on the defensive end of the basket of the court, I believe that you're, and I think that refs do try to even things out. I think that they go and obviously evaluate the games. They see there's no free throws in the first half. I know they do that stuff. Oh, they for sure do. You're going to see the Raptors get some borderline calls. They're going to try, they're going to push more for those foul. Well, for they, foul they, Blair, sorry to cut you off. They do review it because Marcus Smart got fined five grand for flopping. Yeah, so and, no, and I think that plays to our advantage because the 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 longer the game goes, not that we want it to be close, but like Boston blew us out in game one. It was never close. We know with the Raptors the way we play with that slogging defense and this and that. If we can get it in the second half close, we're going to be okay. It's only if we get blown out at the beginning that I think we're in trouble. And I think you're just going to see well, in that they got to. Like I said, the, the Raptors against Boston, like both teams, the first quarter is extremely important. So when they tied the first quarter, I was like, uh-oh, this is going to go down to the buzzer. But the Raptors need to win the first quarter. They have to. Listen, so, I love we need we need one game in the series where we blow them out, like where it's where it's sort of a, you know. They had a chance to, and they took the foot off the gas. I thought, I I fully thought they were go- they were on their way to blowing them out at that, you know, when they went up 12 in the third. I was like, okay, here we go. D is too tight. They're starting to really roll. They're getting a bit, bit, bit of transition. So, anyways, I, I mean, I at the end of the day, it's just one team's making shots and the other is bricking and clanking almost every shot they're taking. And it's just, I do think they, our bench needs to be better. Defense has been good. I have no issues with that. And they need to figure out a way to make things easier for Pascal Siakam. They need to play more. I agree. They need to put him more in a position to play pick and roll. Like, yeah, they something nurse needs to figure a way out. Yeah, you're. I they think need, you're exactly they need right. They need to get ready more open looks, and they need to get Pascal set up deeper in the post and better yeah. position. No question. I mean, that's easier said than done. I mean, Boston's a very good defensive team, so they're not letting him down there. But 
figure something out. Do switch it up. Like he's, I think that's, I think that's a good point, Megan. Do do some pick and rolls for Pascal. Do just do something else. Okay. Don't switch him on to one on ones on Marcus Smart. It's not going to work. It hasn't I, worked. It's I not have no issue playing more janky defense. I mean, bring out the zone, do like you know. Well, the whole thing is he's not the D isn't the issue. It's the offense. That's yeah. what it comes down to. The Boston, even when the you know, I you know, foot off the gas for Boston in the block game, but they scored 102 points. It's not like they blew it, like, like, like they this was a game that was everybody was shooting the lights out. It took a brief moment of three point shooting for Boston, not worried about the D. No, I actually want, I don't want to see a lot of the bench. I want, I literally want to see Norman's and Ibaka play, nobody else, and the other five. That's it. And everybody, a lot of those guys are getting heavy minutes. Over 40, must win game. They got to go out like it's game seven. Because, you know, Jalen Brown was five of 13, but like Tatum was eight of 17, still 47% from the field. And oh, yeah. No, the defense is great. It's no, but no, I don't, I'm not saying the defense. I, I mean, the defense was great. We, we, we slowed the game into a half court quite unquestionably, but it wasn't like their percentages were so bad. Like they, you know, not that forty-two shooting forty-two percent for the game is any anything special, but it's better than what the Raptors are doing. Yeah, we shot four. We shot forty percent. So, you know, it's weird because it's not like they they had like historic. So that's what they mean. That's why I'm confident because we had like historically eight of twenty-two for Freddie, like yeah. five of sixteen from Kyle. They didn't have anyone that shot that poorly, and we were still should have won the game. One of five from Powell. Like this is. They need we, to we, we had to be guys, we gotta also you gotta have to consider that this is just Boston's got our number and they've got something defensively or in her head. I mean, you're you're now looking at Toronto's record against Boston this season is now what? We've won one game. How many times have we played them now? So we played them four. We're one and six against one Boston. Five, we're one and five. Oh, yeah. Our only losses in the bubble. I also think that and I think this is on nurse, they need to exploit mismatches on Kemba Walker more. Like he needs to find a way to generate more offense. And so there needs to be more of that. They just need to hunt these mismatches because that gives everybody more opportunity. It's just to grind it out. Someone's going to have to step up and make more shots. And it's not even like, I, I, I know that either if you look at Gasol, OG and, Ibaka and Norm, like two out of those four are going to have a decent game pretty much every time. Like they, they rotate with that. It, it just comes down to it. It's like one, either Fred Lowry or Siakam, they've got to explode. And one of those guys has got to get over 30. Yeah. Magic Johnson put it for game two. He said, the Raptors are not winning this game unless Pascal Siakam scores over 25. Yeah. And, and that, that seems like a comment, like, okay, what do you mean by that? Like that's, like sure, he can score over twenty five. Doesn't really mean much, but it just means like your best guy is getting the ball and with confidence. He, he's got to. You've got to get those guys to have one of them to have a lot of have a big game and have some confidence. It's got to happen. Well, and they need to. I do think their defense is great, but they need to continue putting an emphasis on creating turnovers that can propel their transition attack. Because yeah. at this point, we need every single easy bucket we can generate. I'd love well, to and, that. and that's why I know again I'm not trying to I know what why the, the why there's the pushback on me talking about Gasol because I'm asking him to be a player that he hasn't been in a couple of years but I think what the the, the thing that the reason I ask so much of, of Gasol is because there's nothing more frustrating than watching someone 
stand there wide open, who, which is what frustrates me, who sometimes will take a three and drain it. And you go, well, why did, why did you do it that time? Like you're less open this time. Like you're more open 90% of the time than the time you actually do shoot the three and hit it. Well, when you have to think, of, you know, yeah. Uh, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a shooter in my basketball league and I usually, I usually miss the wide open shots is because I have too much time to think about it. I just need to yeah. be catch and shoot. You, you, you got to hand the thing, face. Right? You're, if you're willing to take one three, you should be willing to take 50 threes. That's what I get frustrated with. And I think one of the things that what, you know, when I'm watching the games as a fan and this, the anxiety of consistent contested half court basketball, where every single possession is a struggle to score, except one guy is why Blair, I think that's like by design. You know, but you too. do what I'm saying, right? It's like, I know, but Blair, the, but also too, if Boston, if that's the scenario where Boston's created a defensive scheme to make sure that Gasol's the one that has to beat us, they've already won. I agree, but the, no, but the, but I disagree in the sense that if Gasol hits two more threes in the last game, we win by one, and guess what? They go, we 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 made the right choice. We decided that Gasol was going to be the guy who had to beat us. That's what you say. I just think, it's like the, the but your point is, is that percentage-wise. What's, what's the thing? You're going to make Gasol the guy who's got to beat us. I'm just saying, and then consistently over the series, you lose with that because Gasol can't be that guy consistently. Probability-wise, that's not a smart thing to to rely on. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, it's like, when you're, it's like when I'm, you're playing I'm, against the Milwaukee and Giannis. Here, just one sec. Here, one sec. If you're playing against Giannis, you're playing against any guy with a superstar, and you're playing against the Lakers. It's like, hey, let's make the bench beat us and not LeBron and AD, because they know that's not. You're not gonna in a series if you shut the if you happen to shut those two down, and the bench comes alive. They're only gonna win you one or two games. They're not winning you four in a series. That's well, Phil, so Phil. Last year against Orlando and against uh, um, 76ers. Fred Van Vliet, completely unplayable. We were on the podcast talking about he can't play another minute in the game. He's completely un unplayable, can't score a bucket. Probably the reason we won the championship, right? Like the the, the, the games against, against – and at one point we were like, this guy cannot – imagine we were talking and having these conversations, but Van Vliet's got to be the guy who steps up. You would just be snapping on me saying – Vimbley can't step up. You shouldn't even be playing one minute in the basket. I called them. I called them a playoff bust at one point. <laughs> yeah. So all I'm asking, all I'm asking for is so you know Gasol this year is a. This is what I don't get. I just don't. I just don't really get it. Gasol this year is is a terrible three point shooter. I understand that, but what's Gasol like typically shoot from three? Like 35 percent. I don't know. Not high. Be tops. So. You know, again, I'm not asking. I'm not saying that uh, it's expected. I'm saying that if we want to win, people need to do things that are unexpected. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I understand your point. I understand threes. your point. We know that he can hit threes, and we also know that when we watch the game. So last year, he's 38.5 percent from three. Last year, in 2018, with us, 44 percent from three. Again, and earlier in the year, 34 percent, 36, 34, 38. You know, so he's you know, and he's I don't I don't have the numbers here on how many attempts he's got there, but he's a 36, 37 percent shooter from three, and he's wide open on every play. So, 
you know, 36% versus being 44% from two is better. Like, Listen, I get, and also, I mean, going into game two, at, when I was talking with Pat on the last podcast, it said, OG is going to get his opportunities. He needs to step up, and he did. So you're right. Gasol needs to step up. I just, you know, game plan for him. That's what I disagree. But yeah, he's going to have his opportunity. He's got to make a couple. Well, we know, again, that's the only reason I come back to that all the time is because he's the one guy who's going to be open every time. And so if you want easy offense, if you want no adjustment, then you step up because there's nothing that needs to change for you to step up. Also, if you you actually do make a couple of shots, then guess what? Boston's going to have to guard you. And it's going to make it easier on the other guys. I get it. And watch the confidence that happens from Fred VanVleet when, when someone else steps up. Don't think you're right right now. This is <laughs> totally right. There's no question I'm right. I, it's not still that the, they should not have a game plan for Gasol. That's what if, I'm saying. No, so if we're losing by 20 points a game, Gasol's irrelevant. When you're losing by three points a game and Gasol's not doing Gasol's, how much money does Gasol make a year? It's quite a bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it, when, when you're when you make you it's know last year of making a lot of money. Yeah. When you make 15 million dollars, oh, it's over 20. And, and you know, you might, you better be able to and make you know a couple basketball shots. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. again, I, I only come back to that because we talked about the same thing with Ibaka, which is I always call Ibaka the X factor because he's always wide open. He's the one guy on the team that when the ball goes, when, when we're struggling, we're like we can't get any half court offense going. We're like we'll just pass it to Ibaka. Ibaka's open every single play. Yeah. Now Ibaka stepped up and he's been great. So now we got to move on because we need more than Ibaka. And I think that's the thing is. We miss Kawhi. There's no question we miss Kawhi, obviously. But Ibaka's playing. Ibaka last year was hit or miss. This year he's been all hit. Yeah. So you need someone else to step up like Ibaka stepping up because Ibaka, again, was up and down last year. Ibaka's been Mr. Consistency this year. Someone else needs to bridge the gap between Kawhi. Right, but do you realize that if Gasol steps up, then most likely Ibaka's minimized, and it comes down to the factor of that one of our top three just has to – Step up. We know they have to step up. We know that. But we, what we know is that Van Vliet's going to be heavily guarded next game. And we know that Kyle Lowry's going to be heavily guarded next game. And what we know is that Gasol is going to be wide open next game. And so that's why I keep coming back to that. That's the right. only So your prediction for game three is Gasol needs to be the X factor to win. Fair. My, you know what? My, my game. I still my, think one my, of our big three. My, my, prediction, my prediction for game three is two things that are going to, that are going to drive the Raptors to success. One is early fouls. I think it's a huge factor in the bat, in the game for me. And two is not Gasol. I want Gasol to step up. And if Gasol steps up, we win unquestionably, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that's going to happen. I hope that it does. Kyle Lowry's the X factor. Without a doubt for me, Kyle Lowry hitting threes. And that, Norm Powell, I would put Norm Powell up there. I'm, not, I'm, I'm. I just, think he's going to get low I'm minutes. Put Powell in the same in the same bucket as Gasol. I, I've talked more about Gasol because he's more open than. But I think they're both very. If one steps up and the other doesn't, I'm okay with that. I think it's going to be one of those two. But I really think that the X factor in this next game is going to be Kyle Lowry, and I believe that he is going to step up, and I believe that Kyle Lowry is going to be the person who gets the fouls started in that game. So he's going to be entwined in both of those things for me. He's going to be the guy that goes down. He's going to pull up for a few early threes. You're 100%, unquestionably. We're going to win the tip. He's going to run down and shoot a three from like 30 feet behind the line. I okay, promise. so what's your prediction, final score? 
I I'm gonna I'm I'm being all in on the Raptors. I you know in my heart of hearts I think I Boston will win, but I really I'm really all positive on the Raptors, and I think that we're gonna win the exact game we just lost. It's gonna be one oh six one oh two for the Raptors. All right, I've got uh, one twelve to one oh four Raptors. I'm gonna say I'm yeah I literally say one oh four Raptors one oh one Boston. Let's do this. All right. You know what? I should predict that they lose so that they win because I've predicted they've won. They'll win every time. Anyways, I'll stick with it. It's my fault guys. Sorry. It's over. We're down three, nothing until Friday. (laughs) All right, Phil. So tomorrow night's game, uh, are we watching it together? What are we doing? I guess so. I think Megan's got a, a, a friend Zoom call that she's got to attend. So Yeah, I got to go drink. Let her gracefully bow drink. out. Thank you, Megan, for joining. Very good points. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to All see right. you again. A little, little bit's changed. You know, we're a little more positive, even more negative still. No, I'm quite, I'm quite negative. Uh, Blair, I'm proud of you. Blair, I'm so proud of you. Good. Okay, right. guys. Well, that was great. All right, everybody. Okay. That's a wrap. Night, night.